Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Luke chapter 17, verse 26. As it was in the days of Noah, even so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate and they drank, and they married, and they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ship, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, even as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But in that day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and sulfur from the sky and destroyed them all. It will be the same way in the day that the Son of Man has revealed. In that day, he who will be on the housetop and his goods in the house, let him not go down and take them away. Let him who is in the field likewise not turn back. Now Jesus here begins to elaborate on the day of his physical return to this earth. How men today need to hear these words and to heed this warning. We're so apt to look at the side of life that is disintegrating at a rapid pace and see only uh, it in terms of our march toward the end. But it's interesting that Jesus oddly paints another picture here, one of relative normalcy, sort of a day-to-day normal life, a world where when he returns, men will be eating and drinking and marrying. That's hardly the scene we imagine in in an age of left-behind movies. There's no doubt this world will be, uh, on one hand, clearly degrading. We know that. It's hard to imagine any other scenario in that it has been slowly but steadily marching towards that horror and chaos since Jesus spoke these very words. But we err in attempting to gauge the closeness of our exit by some level of wars and rumors of wars that we take out of Mark 13, 7. For clearly there will also be another world happening at that time, a world of relative peace and prosperity. While much of the believing world is armed to the teeth and barricading the front door, it seems that Satan has kind of slipped in the back door and is now lulling these same folks into a false comfort. So many folks who say they belong to him continue to live their lives as they they always have, worshiping the gods of this world. So many embracing all those gods offer us to keep us away from truly living for the Jehovah God with the same fervor that the apostles did. They don't just offer us overt sin, but they offer us pleasure in humanistic pursuits. Jesus herein gives us very real examples of what was coming, and Noah was one. While he was obedient in hearing and, more importantly, acting upon the information he was that was given to him, many still thought that, well, they had plenty of time or that it was all simply never going to occur. Lot was another one. In all of the wickedness and the chaos that surrounded him, it took angels literally to physically drag him and his family out of the city and to eventually get them out of danger. Despite this overt handwriting on the wall, they still wanted to deny the truth. The truth of the ultimate 
an imminent end of their world. Lot's wife was the one who had the hardest time letting go, and she was dragging her feet and still could not look forward to what was coming. So she looked back, and it cost her her life and gained her only an infamous place in history. So the bottom line in this is, are we truly living in the light of his return? Now we're quick to give the pat answer, and maybe that's what you're doing right now, giving that pat answer in the affirmative, but yet our lives, do they overtly say something quite different? In fact, the vast majority of us would be quite hard-pressed to present evidence that Christ is first in our lives, and that we serve in love with the earnestness of a rapid in truth to this world. Certainly a lost world does not, nor would we expect such from them. But we, we who fill the pews of America and around the world, we are truly without excuse. We know the truth, and we flagrantly live contrary to it. If we continue with the analogy of the ambassador and the kingdom embassy that is inside us that we've already spoke of, we have to recognize that for many, well, our actions can be nothing less than that of a traitor. I mean, we say we belong to the kingdom, but do we live like it? And furthermore, does it live in us? So what were the signs of Noah? Besides the ones that were obvious, like the boat and the flood, what were, what were the signs? Well, Genesis 6.1 says there was a population explosion. Secondly, it says it's a time in verse 4 of chapter 6 that a time of abnormal sexual practices. Thirdly, it says that man's minds were of evil continuously. Verse 5 of chapter 6 of Genesis. And then verse 11 of chapter 6 of Genesis gives the fourth one. Violence. Gee, is there any uh, problem recognizing those four signs? What about Lot's signs? Back in Ezekiel 16, 49 through 50, the New Living Testament renders it this way. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, and laziness. And while the poor and the needy suffered outside her door, she was proud and committed detestable sins, so I wiped her out, as you have seen." Verse 31 says, In that day he who will be on the housetop and his goods in the house, let him not go down to take them away. Let him who is in the field likewise not turn back. Verse 32 says, Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life loses it, but whoever loses his life preserves it. Now here, speaking to a Jewish crowd, Jesus addresses them specifically. There will come a literal moment in time where people will have to physically get up and run. And the warning herein is to not hesitate to do that, to not stop even to gather their possessions, to literally, unlike Lot's wife, not even look back. Today, modern Jerusalem has the ability to close its borders in just a matter of minutes when there is a crisis. And it does not take any stretch of the imagination to see how the Antichrist will utilize such an ability to seal Jerusalem at the moment of his final power grab at the moment he declares himself to be God. 
and turns upon the Jewish people. Verse 33 speaks of blinding truth. Whether one embraces it as a long truth or a sudden one. Men have spent hundreds of years trying to hold on to their lives. The vast Christian population is doing the same thing today. Those who have surrendered their lives to Christ, those who have truly given up all personal control, will be given not only eternal life, but real and abundant life here and now. But for all who cling to that life, and they cling to it in fear and lust, well, they'll actually lose both the eternal and the present abundant. They lose their quality of life on this planet, and they likely lose their eternal life too. Verse 34 says, I tell you, in that night there will be two people in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. There will be two grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. They answered him, Where, Lord? And he said to them, Where the body is, there the vultures will also be gathered together. In that moment, truth and reality will no longer be able to be ignored. Jesus is overtly declaring a simultaneous rapture of his truly faithful. Some will be sleeping, some will be working in the fields, and it'll all depend on where you are on the earth and where it's day or night. But all will be taken or left. Jesus not only understood that the world was round, but that such an event would be global and instantaneous. One will not need to search the world or the newspapers to see where these events occur. One needs only to, well, look for the vultures, the birds of prey, the signs that death is imminent. How long can we ignore the birds hovering overhead today and continue to seek the gods of this world? What will it take to wake us up to the truth of his soon return? We can no longer afford to simply talk the talk. God is calling us that are his children to walk the walk. Will we find the passion of commitment? Will we find the light of love to live in this scripture? That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.